So I think if you don't have anybody to review the contract, you could miss something. We worked with an OBGYN. She had nobody to review her first contract. Why? Just her first contract. Well, she didn't realize she had to buy tail insurance. So when she calls us and says, hey, I'm going to look at my next contract. And I said, well, if you want us to look at your current deal, if nobody looked at it, and I will never forget getting on the phone with her. And I said, I don't know how to tell you this, but you do know you have to buy your tail insurance. She said, no. And I'm like, I've already called three brokers and the quotes are between 87 and $120,000. All right, y'all. We got John Apino, MBA, founder of Contract Diagnostics, and also our friend from Kansas City, Missouri. What's up, John? How you doing? Welcome. <laughs> hey, I'm good, man. I'm good. Always good to uh, hang out with some other Midwesterns and, you know, especially anybody from Kansas City or with ties to Kansas City, I should say. <laughs> Is the barbecue still good? Of course. You can, I get into arguments all the time on who's got the best, right? I mean, uh, is it the Texas dry rub? Is it the Kansas City, you know, you know, sauce base? And then some somebody from Nashville will jump in with an argument. So I think it's delicious either way you want to go. <laughs> you know, it all sounds like a negotiation when you're talking with all of those different states. You see how I segue that? Uh, yeah. so, you're so clever. Very I'm so powerful. clever. I'm so good with that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the reason you're here is um, you are founder of Contract Diagnostics. That is a consulting firm that helps physicians, CRNAs, any other healthcare professional really negotiate and understand their contract, particularly working with large firms and with private practices. So we want to bring you on the show so we can kind of talk and ask some questions about what our listeners should be doing, particularly with our young residents, or at least the residents who are getting ready to finish. Yeah. And right now we're talking September, October. This is the time when they're getting solicited by those headhunters, by those hospitals. And, you know, they don't know anything about negotiations. They know about their craft. They know how to put central lines in. They know how to change and look at labs. But the last thing they understand is really contracts and right. how that works. So if you may, let's take it all the way from the beginning. Let me ask you some, some questions about negotiations and so forth. Before we even get into contracts and so Fire forth. Away. What is a negotiation? Because I think a lot of people have a TV sense of what negotiations are, or like they watch Wall Street movies and all that <laughs> stuff and take it or leave it or I'm out. What is a negotiation at its most yeah. basic sense? The, yeah, the, the, the Chris Voss FBI negotiator type you know, negotiation are to some degree what happens with physician contracts. And other times it's very different. So, you know, we work with physicians, they've got three offers and it is a very stringent negotiation process on what are you willing to offer? What's the physician looking for? How is the offer competitive? How can you peg two different systems or hospitals or employers against each other? There's a lot of process that can go behind the negotiation of a physician's contract, which of course could include a ton of stuff from salary and benefits and time off and tail insurance and risk like non-competes and you know everything else. Um, but sometimes it's just about clarification. You know, they've got one offer and it's a solid offer. They want the job. And it's really not about negotiating. You're offering me a hundred, I want one ten, let's settle on one oh five. It's not about that. It's about clarifying. It's about due diligence. It's about understanding the risk in the contract. And I think it's one of those things when often employers will give a contract to a physician and they'll say it's non-negotiable. Yeah, physician we see that. don't we see have that. it reviewed. Yeah. You know, and yeah, maybe, maybe it tr and some people say, look, everything is negotiable. And maybe it is and maybe it's not. But I think even if an employer says it's non-negotiable, meaning don't negotiate it, 
I think you should still try to negotiate it, of course. But even if you can't negotiate the salary or the benefits of the risk, you can definitely have a really, really important discussion with the employer on understanding the why, knowing what's not there. And of course, looking under every single rock that is that that's necessary with taking a job and transitioning your career and earning potentially millions and millions of dollars with a, with a job, um, your first job or your 10th job, it's what we do every day at Contract Diagnostics. Well, you know, there's a study out that came out with, um, I forget the name of that study. It was with current, I forget the name of the study, but it looked at physicians and it looked at women physicians in the same specialty as male physicians in the, in the same specialty. And what they found out over a span of about 20 years or 30 years, that there's a $2 million difference in terms of a wage gap or in terms of earnings between the two genders. And the biggest gap starts at the initial first job, which means that either someone's not negotiating um, or there's some type of predisposed notions by the hospital in terms of what they offer men versus women. Um, whatever it may be, that's a big deal over the span of a 20-year career, a $2 million gap. So. In your eyes, I know you, you mentioned that basically at its most basic sense of negotiation is a clarification. It's asking questions. It's kind of a go-between between two parties and so forth. In your opinion, should everyone hire someone to negotiate? Uh, I, I think people should have advice on a contract. I think whether they're the ones negotiating for the physician or the physician is doing the negotiation by him or herself, I think it varies on the situation and the story. Um, but I think that everybody should hire someone to review the contract and explain it to them in plain English and help kind of paint the picture on what questions they should ask to whom at the right time, because you guys don't get any training on this. Now, whether we're the ones that pick up the phone and call the employer and say, here's what you know Darko wants, or whether it's you know the physician doing that on their own, I think that just depends on the story. But I 100% think that everybody should have the contract that they're looking at reviewed so they understand everything behind it, and they have the right questions to ask at the right time to the right person. So I'll tell you right now, in this household, it's split. I am the let the experts call and do everything, and <laughs> let them be the bad guys. I don't want to talk to, I don't want to talk to anybody from the hospital about yeah. this stuff. She more is more of like she's learning. I'm a student <laughs> of Chris Voss. She's a student. <laughs> there we, go. Yeah, we, hey. we took a ten-hour flight to Ghana. And she's watching, you know, one of the things is he's got like a series. The master class. Yeah. And she's yeah, watching. Yeah, master class. It's great. Oh, yeah. It's excellent. I watched it three times. So. She's actually negotiating with you right now. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I love how he, he even tells, he's like, here's how, like, if your 16-year-old daughter comes to you and she wants to go to a party on Friday night that you don't want her to go to. This is, I mean, negotiation is not just about, you know, how much Aaron Rodgers makes guaranteed or how much the physician gets for vacation time. You know, it's about negotiating with your 16-year-old, you know, or even my 10-year-old on, are we going for Indian food or are we going for, you know, for pizza tonight? You know, so everything is a negotiation to some, to some degree. Now, would you say, what, what would you say are the pros if someone decided to hire a negotiator, what would you say the pros are? You want to start there? I like cons better. Let's hear the You negative. like cons. Yeah, let's do the negatives. You want to do cons because that's what okay, gets bye. everybody. That's what gets everybody's attention. <laughs> G- give us an example of what is what of are the not most hiring. Yeah, what would happen if someone doesn't get it? Because you said they should. So you know how we are. Doctors are risk averse, so we want to hear the negatives. Yeah. So I think if you if you now if you ha- if you don't have anybody review the contract, you could miss something. We worked with an OBGYN uh, maybe three years ago. She had nobody review her first contract. Why? Just her first contract. 
And she was only going to be there for a year. And then she was going to move to a different town. Um, so she didn't have it reviewed. Well, she didn't realize she had to buy tail insurance. So when she calls us and says, hey, I'm going to look at my next contract. Here's my, here's my forever contract that I want. And I said, okay, well, tell me about the job that you're in now. And she said, oh, it's just some private practice. I just took the job for a year to support my, I think her boyfriend or her husband was doing interventional cardiology for a year and then transitioning. And I said, well, if you want us to look at your current deal, if nobody looked at it, we have a cheap termination review. So she, she had us do that. And I will never forget getting on the phone with her. And I said, I don't know how to tell you this, but you, you do know you have to buy your tail insurance. She said, no. And I'm like, I've already called three brokers and the quotes are between 87 and $120,000. Yes, it is. And she just melt. And, and so what's the bad side? You could have something like that. And maybe it's not a spend like that. Maybe it's, you know, you just, you didn't understand a policy or maybe it's, you know, you're, you're joining a group of four surgeons and one of the surgeons gets let go. The other one has a baby and now calls one and two. And you thought call is one and four and you don't get paid for one and two over one and four. So your life is much different, even if it's just for a year or for 20 years. So those are all things that could be missed. Now, if you hire the right person who understands physician contracts, not just some lawyer in a state that is a lawyer. Um, not a divorce lawyer. I mean, that's the reason we're here because <laughs> that was, yeah. I mean, the reason we're here, I have a friend who's an oncologist 15 years ago. He signed a contract, had some lawyer, you know, and it was in Kansas City, review his oncology contract. And I said, well, tell me about that process. And he said, you know, he told me it looked fine. I said, did he teach anything about it? He said, no, it just looks fine. And I, he said, I asked him about the money. It was, I think he made 400 and his review rate was whatever, 80 bucks. And the attorney's like, I don't know what oncologists get paid here. And they said, well, is 80 bucks good for an RVU? And the lawyer says, I don't even know what an RVU is. Um, you know, so like, again, it's, there's a big difference between check the box, had it reviewed, and check the box with a company like us who's been doing this for 12 plus years and we've helped tens of thousands of physicians. Um, because it's a it's a skill at taking the physician story and the contract and melding them together for a discussion and, and how to do due diligence. So, what are the benefits? I think they're they're countless. I mean, it makes your life easy. It makes there's no surprises either now or in the future. Um, of course, depending on the contract terms, um, you will know that you'll have the best deal because we provide you or we do it for you with the tools needed to ask for more money or get more vacation time or cap the amount of call that you have or ask for a certain structure for the tail insurance. There's all types of ways that we'll be able to, to help a physician through that, whether we're doing the discussion with the employer or we're just coaching the physician on doing that. So I tons and tons of benefits. The risks can be significant, um, not just financial, but burnout and lifestyle. And you take the wrong job and you have a non-compete and you can't transition. Now you're kind of stuck. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've, um, I've, we, we've seen that issue of tail insurance. For, so for those, if you are listening, so tail insurance basically is the hospital or the private practice will take care of your insurance while you are working at the hospital. When you leave the hospital, you still need coverage for cases that occur or when you get brought up on something and you've already left the hospital. Who's going to cover you when you're gone from the hospital in its most basic sense? Mm -hmm. So tail insurance is you have to pay for insurance to cover you when you leave. And just like John said, that can be, depending on where you're at and how many years you've been practicing, that could be $80,000, 100 stacks. It could be a lot of money that you have yeah. to come up with, you know, immediately. There's, there's no payment plan for tail coverage, right? It's like immediate, they want their money. Yeah. No, that's how, that's how it works. 
And, and there's even language that can even be like tricky, like the word if that we'll see, you know? So like some, sometimes like you'll read this and it's, I don't think it's with intent by the employer. It's just worded to give the employer flexibility in the contract and flexibility means good, good for them. They get flexibility, maybe bad for you if they flex it in a way that's, that's not, you know, positive for you, the employer, the employee. So yeah, even if it says like, look, it says right here, tails covered, there might be a word or two that makes that whole paragraph way different. So that's where it comes to having a trained eye who's done this a ton. And for the amount of money that a physician pays to train him or herself and the amount of money that they're going to earn over the next, you know, five, 10, 30 year career, um, spending a couple hundred bucks um, on a contract review is a really, really good investment. Yeah. Okay. Well, why not hire a lawyer instead? Why go with contract diagnostics? What's the difference between going to a law firm versus working with your consulting company? Yeah. I mean, as long as people get it reviewed, I think that's fantastic. Um, we approach things a little differently here. We have a great team of attorneys, um, you know, that, that read the contract, explain it to you, understand all the nuances with different rules and regs. But we also have an educational approach. So what we don't do is take the contract and redline it. We don't send it back to the physician saying, there's the red line. We go through it with them. We explain it to them. And we coach them on this section. Here are five questions that you should ask. This question, this is normal and yours is not. Um, and we coach them on how to have that conversation. The employer doesn't want to get a red line contract back, especially with the consolidation in healthcare. I mean, a large employer in Texas, for example, they're not going to accept your red lines. And... Plus, it doesn't even help tell your story. So even if you just you send a red line and they send a message back saying these were accepted or these were denied, good or bad, versus a conversation. And so we provide the details and the context and the coaching for that conversation. And we make the physician uh, understand everything in there. So they always know what's in there. Not just it was red line or it was not, but they understand what they're signing. They understand the risk, how to get out, what their obligations are, how they're going to get paid. And if something's not clear, we very, in a fun, I know we're talking to contracts, right? But in a it's very never fun. fun, ice fun. Water, right? It's an ice water enema, right? Painting <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a ceiling, no. We, we, uh, in a very fun way, we roll it out to the physician and explain it to them. We don't worry them on things that are normal and typical. We discuss things that are important to them. And uh, we take their story, right, which is different and unique with everybody, and we combine it with the contract, what we see, and then we present it in a custom approach back to each individual client. So it's very different than just, you know, calling Texas and working with the Texas lawyer. Now, if you want to have a contract redlined and marked up and redrafted, then that's you need to go to a Texas lawyer if you're going to Texas, not to contract diagnostics, because we don't draft language. But what we've done for 12 years is done a great job at educating physicians on what they're signing, what's normal, what's typical. And because this is all we do, we keep up on trends, whether it's non-compete trends, whether it's compensation trends. And we've got a ton of tools and really good data. So we spent a lot of time talking about the contract and the risk, but the data and the compensation numbers is a huge portion. And we provide that to the physicians. These are some of the big national numbers, say from a big survey like MGMA. Oof, but also, yeah. here's our internal data, which is raw and real time. So lot data, there's lag, right? I mean, it takes them a year to, to grab it and then six months to combine it and then they sell it to people. 
our data is real. So if you're a hospitalist in Chicago, we look back and we did however many hospitalist contracts in Chicago last week and the month before and the quarter before. So our data is real time and it rolls quick, which is fantastic. And they get kind of an updated snapshot today, not we are looking at 2022 data in September of 2023, which is MGMA as we know it. How can doctors get in contact with you guys? How can they work with contract diagnostics? It's easy. I mean, I'm sure there'll be clicks on this uh, this video, but they can just go to contractdiagnostics.com. You can find us on all the platforms. We've got lots of videos and educational things out there on our website. They'll find educational tools. They'll find a way to sign up for our free webinars. We do a quarterly non-branded educational talk. Um, we have a 15-minute free consult they can sign up on our website. There's a number they can call and get a, a text message and do that program. They can email info at contract diagnostics there you can call the number and hit whatever number it is and talk to jan who's our director of operations and they can get in touch with us at any time in any way they need to if it's two in the morning and they're sitting in the call room and they want to set up a uh, you know they want to get text message on a package or if they want to have live chat or if they want to at two o'clock in the morning it's a 15 minute call so at two o'clock in the morning of course man we, we're here for you guys. Okay, y'all we have that, been guys. A few times. We, 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 I was on the phone with a physician at, what was it, 5 a.m. Pacific time today, 6, 7 a.m. Central. And I'd already been in the office on two calls before that. So we work your guys' hours. Wow. So we, I mean, we have official review times between 5 a.m. and 9 p.m. And we have Sunday slots. We have Saturday slots. So we're really truly here for you guys on your schedule, not ours. Okay. That's excellent. Well, thank you, John. That was really, really informative. Um, Guys, again, the clicks um, or the links are down below. Just click um, if you want to start working with contract diagnostics. Um, We really look forward to speaking with you again, John. Anytime.